It's a good show! What's up, folks? It's your boy Steve coming at you solo style once again. Uh, Chewy, it's me solo. Um, Sorry, no guests this week because I am still working. Uh, Still at Superstore. Um, Obviously, I'll have next week off because um, Thanksgiving. Wait, hold on a second. Um, I had to, I had to fix my headphones. Um, yeah, next week's Thanksgiving. I hope you all, uh, if you are in America and celebrate Thanksgiving, have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, I think I'll still be able to get a podcast episode out. I'll record before Thanksgiving, so shouldn't be a problem. Um, I think I sound a little nasally still. Up until about an hour ago, I thought I was sick. (laughs) Uh, Last week, um, some fires started in California. I'm not in any danger. They're not super close to where I live. Um, They're kind of more coastal and a little bit north. Uh, probably, you know, by at least 15, 20 miles, I would say the closest fire fire. Yeah, probably 20 miles at the closest. Um, the ones up in Calabasas, um, and they started, I guess, late Thursday night, early Friday morning. And, um, holy shit, you guys. The smoke, even where I am, because the the weather moves west to east, and I'm a little southeast of where the fires are, and so the wind is bringing all of the, the goddamn smoke and ashes down to where I am. It's a lot better today, but um, Saturday and Sunday and yesterday, Monday, I'm recording this on Tuesday, um, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, especially Saturday and Sunday, holy shit, it was so bad, like, the sky was brownish, uh, it was like a brown haze. From the smoke, when the sun set, it, the whole sky was orange. It was crazy, um, but it also just smelled like smoke. Um, and so uh, my sinuses have been—I've been sneezing a lot and um, sniffling. I got the sniffles. <laughs> Your boy got the sniffles. Um. But uh, it was terrifying. I woke up um, Friday, yeah, Friday morning and went out to my car. It was just like the smoke plume was so high in the air. It it was terrifying. 
then come to find out there's fire in Northern California as well. And the, the ones down here were actually a couple of different fires very close together. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm also very tired because I, I got up at like six this morning to work and I just got home. Um, but yeah, and I had my friend's wedding this weekend, which was outdoors, uh, as a lot of weddings are, but, um, it was outdoors sun, uh, Saturday and, um, it was probably the worst day for being outside around here. You could literally smell the smoke in the air and, um, like anyone who was wearing black, you could literally, literally see ashes falling onto their coats or dresses. Like I was sitting in my seat. My friend Dave was sitting in front of me wearing a black jacket. And I, the whole time I could just see little specks of ash just floating down onto his jacket. It was insane. So, of course, my cough is no better this week. In fact, it's a little worse um, I just, I just did a neti pot a little while ago. Cause today it was like, you know, when your sinuses get really dry and they just sting, like when you inhale air through your nose, it just stings because it's so dry. I've had that all day today. I couldn't wait to get home from shooting and, um, do the old neti pot. Oh, God bless the neti pot. I did it like an hour ago, and it's just now. It doesn't sting when I breathe anymore, although I'm still a little nasally. I thought I was sick. I was like, well, this is it. It stings when I'm breathing. My throat's dry. I'm, I'm coughing. I've just been working so much and, and having really messed up hours, so I'm probably sick. That's it. I'm sick. Um, did the neti pot, I feel okay now. I, I, I haven't really felt sick though. I'm, I think I'm tired because of the hours I've been working and waking up and going to bed. Um, although that could definitely cause me to get sick, but I don't feel, you know, you know, you just feel sick and weak. I don't feel weak. I sound shitty. My sinuses sound bad. I'm coughing, but that's because I'm inhaling tons of burnt houses and bushes and trees. And uh, these fires are ridiculous. Um, uh, just ridiculous. And uh, yeah, so I, I still have to go in and see the. Um, the lung doctor, the pulmonologist, the pulmonary specialist. I uh, couldn't make an appointment this week because I'm working every day. Um, uh, hopefully, next week's Thanksgiving, Thursday, I know a lot of healthcare workers uh, go out of town. It's It's a holiday. You be with your family and you don't want to leave you can't leave on Thursday, so you got to at least leave on Wednesday. So a lot of people just leave at the beginning of the week. So I'm hoping I can get in and see this person um, early next week, like Monday or Tuesday. But if they're closed for the holidays, I'll have to wait another week. 
dealing with this cough. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, I'm going to see uh, a trainer. Y'all, I am excited. I'm hiring a trainer. It's a guy who, I talked about this, how I was nervous about seeing a nutritionist and starting a new diet. I'm now excited about it. I'm not bummed. I know it's going to be tough at first, but um, I've done it before, so it's not like not like I'm afraid of failing. I know I can do it. It's just putting my mind to it and, and just fucking doing it. Um, although maybe next week's a bad week to start because of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Here's your new diet. Have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Wait. There's our title. Here's your new diet. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, oh, sorry guys. It's ridiculous that I just write this stuff down in the middle of of a recording but here's your new diet happy thanksgiving um but if i don't write it down i i will generally forget 90 percent of everything i talk about in this podcast right now and, um, and then, uh, you know, when I go to upload it tomorrow, uh, at, for Starburns audio for the, the audio network that hosts this, uh, lovely podcast that we've all, uh, been listening to, um, they asked me for a description and I'm like, I don't remember what I talked to, talked to, I don't remember what I talked about and I don't want to sit and listen for to myself talk for an hour so i have to write this stuff down like right away anywho you don't care about that um i'm going to see a trainer that's where i was going with this um but yeah i've you know i the past few episodes uh of superstore that i've seen myself on on tv i'm just like oh this is a bummer i'm just extremely overweight now I've, I've let it go I'm just uh I'm not in a good place I don't feel great and then when I see myself on TV it, it, I generally try not to watch myself in general because I, I don't like to but uh I like Superstore I think it's funny um I like my character uh so I like to see how it turns out sometimes so I'll watch for a little bit and then I just see myself on TV and I'm just like fuck and for those of you who follow me on Instagram and I don't mean the no docs podcast uh, uh, Instagram I mean my personal at Steve AG Instagram you'll notice that I almost never post photos of myself which is crazy for an for Instagram for social networking Um. 80% of the people I follow are just posting photos of themselves. It's kind of annoying, but I get it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't like posting photos. First of all, photography is my hobby, so I just like posting photos of things that I take pictures of, and uh, I think that's cool. 
And then, you know, I just don't like the way, you know, the past few years I've been looking and feeling. I mean, I want to see this uh, trainer slash nutritionist mainly for my own health and how I feel rather than how I look. But that's just another perk. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've, I've been, you know, whenever I see myself, I'm just like, fuck. Because I'm not checking myself out all day. I In my head, I'm, I feel like I look like I did when I was in my 20s. And I look and I'm like, nope, you look like an old troll. <laughs> um, whatever. Um, so I'm going to see this guy whose whole thing is, he's a trainer. He'll give you an exercise regimen, but it's... He's mainly fixing the way you eat, uh, which I'm excited about. And I need to fix. I need to fix the way I eat. I do the meal services, you know, that I uh, advertise on this podcast. But I don't do them every day. And when I'm not doing those, it's just like back to, it's 10 o'clock, I'm tired, I'm going to have a PB&J. That's no good. That's that's not good for your metabolism right before bed. Also, I have the whole, you know, comfort food is the best, most aptly named uh, phrase, comfort food, because that's exactly what it is. You know, um, because I'm also a stand-up comedian, a lot of times I'll go do a show. Sometimes a late show. Sometimes it's like 11 p.m. I'll go do a show. And like on a weeknight, I haven't been doing them lately uh, as often because I'm working during the day and it's just too exhausting. But every now and then I I just go on a spree of doing stand-up and it's like I'll go to a show at 11 p.m. at the Improv or the Laugh Factory or somewhere. And and then uh, if I – this is so dumb, but if I had – a really shitty show. Like say nobody shows up because it's late on a weeknight, which happens. Or it's just a bad crowd or just I'm like off and I tank or whatever. If I have a bad show, I'll drive home feeling shitty and I'll just be like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go to McDonald's. Fuck this. At least that will make me feel good. For real. It's comfort food. I'm like, oh, I just need some fries. Oh, I just need some fucking fries. And it does make me feel good. Sadly, it makes me feel fucking good. Just like after a shitty show, just chowing down on some... (laughs) Some piping hot McDonald's fries. Are you kidding? That completely takes my mind off the shit show that I just did. But then I get home and I lay on the lay on the couch to watch some TV before I go to bed or something. And I'm like, God, why did I fucking do that? It's the middle of the fucking night. I'm going to I'm going to fucking pay for this. And on the other side of that coin. Say I go to a show at the improv it's packed Thursday night or something. It's packed because somebody else is there. <laughs> it's 
Sarah Silverman's there, you know, and I'm doing a show with her and the place is packed or, you know, something like that. And it's just great. The energy's great. The crowd is great. I'm firing on all four cylinders for once. It's just like really fun, really good show. I'll be driving home and go, eh, you know what? I did real good. I deserve a try. I deserve to uh, reward myself. I'll get some fucking fries. Ugh. The fuck am I thinking? I have to train. I I really do need to retrain my my fucking brain and my. I guess I need to retrain my emotions, man. Because that's it's all revolves. I can be feeling great and be like, ah, I'm gonna reward myself or shitty. Ugh. Uh, I just gotta make myself feel good with some food. Why am I rambling about? I think I rambled about this last week. So you get the picture. That's why I'm going to see uh, see somebody next week. I'm at, and I'm actually excited about it. <sighs> I, I just want the skies to clear up. I just want it to be winter so there's not as many fires. <laughs> um. I recorded last week, I recorded an episode of Drunk History again, and we, uh, I had to get up at like, geez, 4.45 in the morning, because we had to drive way, I had to drive way up, uh, kind of northwest to where the fires are right now. We're shooting out in the hills, and um, they were shooting uh, all week up there, but we shot my episode, my story on Wednesday. And the fire started the very next night and they couldn't work anymore because it was, they were, fires were right where we had been shooting. So I don't think they got to finish out their week, uh, at least not up there. So um, sending out good vibes to, um, to everyone I, and I know a few people that have houses out in these areas luckily I feel like everyone I know who lives out in these areas have managed to avoid losing their houses but my friend Carrie and her husband and kid live uh, out in the Malibu area and um, they were evacuated and were in a hotel just watching the news was the fire raged all around their neighborhood and um they thought their house was gone for sure and then the next day her husband and a couple other people got a boat they got like a you know a small motorboat and like went up the coast because you couldn't get in um via car because all the roads were closed because of the fire so they took a boat up to the beach in Malibu and got out and went to their house. Carrie's house was fine, but their neighbor's house, the people right across the street, totally lost their house. It's so weird how that shit happens. How one house will just be fine and directly next door just gone. Um, it's terrible. Um, let's actually do some uh, emails. It's been 20 minutes of me rambling about being fat and, and loving French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 
PBS episode. I'm fat and love French fries. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that because then every time I'm scrolling through the uh, podcast app and see that title, it's going to bum me out. Um, I saw some good uh, emails earlier. I have not checked in such a while. Um, man, there's a bunch. You guys have sent in a lot, and it's also. Um, here's one from uh, a listener named Christopher. Uh, the subject line is, thank you. Says, I'm not sure if you'll get this, but I just want to thank you. I'm a university student getting a BS in psychology, and I just wrote a 10 page essay completely based off of your episode, Broken Dicks. <laughs> and my professor loved it. So thanks for the inspiration. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we can inspire you. With broken dicks. I don't even remember what that episode was about. I mean, clearly, clearly something to do with a broken dick. <laughs> We're now up to like 60 episodes. We've done like over a year's worth of uh, podcasting. I'm happy to say I'm at a point where I don't remember <laughs> a lot of the episodes, which is also shitty because you're going to start hearing me repeat goddamn stories that you've probably heard like two or more times um christopher who also signed this chris uh goes on also if you if you're ever interested interested i can't talk i'm so goddamn tired also today i went into work <laughs> a little i went into work this morning and, and, and I was running late. I was nervous, but I had to stop and get coffee. Got to Universal, and I, I went to the base camp where my trailer is and and went into hair and makeup to get all made up early this morning and then literally just sat around. I mean, actors will tell you that 50% of acting is waiting. Um, today was a great example. I got there early this morning and did not even step foot on set until after lunch. Lunch was at 1230. So it was over by one thirty. I didn't go on to set till 2 PM. <sighs> I can't complain though. I, I love what I do, but, oh, I remember where I was going with this. I, <laughs> I uh I was literally only in two scenes and both scenes I'm sleeping. <laughs> so I'm like literally they just had to get two quick shots of me sleeping on a bed and then I came, you know, there's a lot of waiting around to do that, which for some reason waiting around makes me even more tired than if I'm actually working cuz I'm occupied and preoccupied or whatever. Whatever, shut up, Steve. Finish your email from Chris. Also, if you're ever interested, I grew up in a family of homeopaths. I have quite 
uh, a story about, have a story about what happens when PTSD for those of you not in the know that's post traumatic stress disorder is left untreated for 4 years I'm actually in the process of putting together a TED talk on it for next summer wow that's awesome I love TED talks I could watch TED talks all day please uh drop us a line again Ted I just called you Ted, Chris, uh, Chris or Christopher, Christopher. Oh my gosh. I can't talk. Uh, when you do your, uh, get this Ted talk together, do it. Please let us know. Cause I am kind of interested. Um, I, you know, speaking of PTSD, I just recently Googled, I started watching uh, Saving Private Ryan. I love that movie. Um, I think it's such a like realistic, at least the war scenes are like a very realistic portrait, you know, portrayal of like the battle scenes. As far as I know, it looks horrifying. Uh, I love that movie. Um, and then uh, this is just like, probably days ago I googled I don't know what reminded me of this but I googled um <laughs> why was Tom Hanks hand shaking <laughs> in saving private Ryan they never touch on it they just it's just a this kind of just this uh, underlying thing that's going on with him and you know just another thing for him to worry about in addition to uh, Nazis and bombs and, and finding this gut needle in a haystack. But I was like, you know, they never say anything, and I just assumed he had like Parkinson's or MS early stages. Um, I looked it up, and uh, there are some theories that it's his handshaking was a, a symptom of early... Uh, PTSD, like it's just your body's way of dealing with the horror that it's going through is to just start shaking. Um, so there's that. Oh boy, I'm just going off on tangents again. Um, thank you, Christopher, Chris, um, for your email. And good luck with this TED Talk. Um, here's one from a person. I'm assuming a guy named Logan. I've only ever met guys with the name Logan. So who knows? Who knows in this day and age? Logan. Uh, and the subject is terminal weaning. Hey, Steve. My name is Logan and I'm an EMT. New York City. I'm a longtime listener and big fan of both the show and your acting. Well, thank you, Logan. Recently, I've received numerous EMS calls to oversee patients being removed from their ventilators. Oof. Jesus, that's. Uh, I thought you might get a. <laughs> I'm all weirded out by just the people being removed from ventilators, but I thought you might get a kick out of the fact that this act is known, known as terminal weaning. be the good name for a band. I mean, it does sound a lot like ween, but um, 
I did not know that. Apparently, there's just a name for everything. Of course, there's a name for disconnecting someone from a ventilator. Uh, thanks for all the knowledge that your show passes on to the public. Keep up the good work, Logan. P.S. On a personal note, should, should I? Uh, oh, it's like, should I read this before I blatantly say it out loud in case it's something like horrible? On a personal note, I've killed five people uh, with karate, and uh, it's a habit I can't stop doing. No, uh, Logan writes, P.S., on a personal note, I wanted to let you know that your photography has inspired a lot of what I've been shooting myself lately. I know it's a big and unlikely ask, but if you had the time and or interest, please check out my Instagram at Logan Myers Photo. Thanks. Well, there you go, folks. Check out at Logan Myers Photo. If I remember, I will check it out, Logan. Uh, but thank you for uh, your email. How are we doing on time, folks? 30 minutes. It's been 30 minutes. It's 8 p.m., folks, for those of you who are wondering when I'm doing this. It's 8 p.m. on Tuesday. I have to have this all handed in tomorrow so they can upload it. So it can uh, launch on Thursday, and I'm shooting tomorrow, so I have to record all this tonight. When really all I want to do is take some Alka-Seltzer cold medicine or some Benadryl and sleep it off. Um, here's one from uh, a listener named Jenny. And the subject is, oh my gosh, itchy legs, itchy legs. <laughs> By the way, this was a problem uh, back, you know, a month or you know, a month or so ago when I went out to uh, Death Valley in Vegas. Um, I think because the dry air, my skin was itching. Uh, gotta say, just started again uh, yesterday. I think it's the dryness and the smoke. Smoke's not making my legs itch. But uh, it's get oh, it's cold. It's getting cold, so the air's getting dry again. And uh, yep, as I'm saying this, my goddamn legs itch. So this will be topical. No pun intended. Steven, I had the itchy legs. <laughs> About three years ago, my lower legs and forearms started to itch. Had no marks or rash except for irritated skin after uh, intense scratching. It would occur in the evenings and at night and sometimes in the early mornings. Yep, that's when mine happens. It never seemed to bother me during the day. Yeah, same here. Sometimes it would wake me up in the middle of the night. It was awful. I finally went to a dermatologist and she gave me a strong steroid cream for it. When that didn't work, she put me on two weeks worth of daily Diflucan. This is a little weird because Diflucan is a medication for yeast infections and it's usually only taken once i had to have my liver enzymes tested before taking this drug for an extended period of time but everything checked out just fine i took the diflucan and the itching went away it hasn't bothered me since i hope you find a quick and easy solution to the overwhelming obnoxiousness of persistent itching thank you so much for the podcast and i love seeing you on superstore it's one of my favorite shows. Keep up the awesome work, and oh, dear God, how many people tell you this? 
If you ever need a remote female co-host, let me know. I don't know shit, but I'm great at talking. Sincerely, Jenny. Well, thank you, Jenny. I will keep that in mind. I'm glad you got your itchy legs um, taken care of. Oof. I mean, it would help if I just put anything on them, lotion or something. I'll do that after this podcast recording is over. I'm literally, I'm, I am horizontal laying on my couch recording this. It would be fun. It would be hilarious if I just flat out fell asleep while I was. That would be great if I flat out fell asleep recording. And, uh, just kind of dropped the mic onto my chest so it was still right by my mouth and you just heard me and I start snoring. But that's not going to happen. Here's another one. It's called... uh, It's from Jessica. And the title is Help for Your Itchy Leg. The title. The subject. (laughs) Help for Your Itchy Legs. Uh, hey, Steve, on your most recent episode, you mentioned that you were having problems with itchy legs after visiting Death Valley. I have the same problem, especially during the dry winter months. The, and the only thing I've found that helps is this Aveeno Baby Eczema Therapy Moisturizing Cream. She does give a link to uh, to uh, the product. and um it's a long one, but it's basically uh, at avino.com slash products slash baby dash eczema dash therapy dash moisturizing dash cream. I mean, that's not basically. That is what it is. Uh, this stuff is amazing. I think you should be able to find it at CVS or uh, another local drugstore. You can also get it on Amazon. I have sensitive skin and eczema. So I have to be careful what kinds of lotions I use. This stuff stops the itching almost instantly for me. I have actually used that stuff, and it's awesome. I currently do not have any. I wish I did. Um, I also sometimes used, um, there's an Aveeno, uh, basically like, I think it's just called Aveeno anti-itch. It's it's basically like calamine lotion, what you would put on poison oak. That stuff works really good for itchy skin too. Um, I've had this problem for years and know the feeling of waking up during the night scratching my legs until they're bleeding. Sorry, so gross, I know. In the summer months, it's not as bad. I can usually get away with just applying coconut oil to my legs after showering. I hope that helps. Thanks so much for the podcast. It makes me com- makes my commute to work on the bus so much more enjoyable. Best wishes, Jessica. Well, thank you, Jessica. I appreciate the um, email. I'm uh, glad you have found relief in Avino products. Um, and thank you for the reminder. I will, uh, next time I go to CVS or Walmart or Rite Aid, I will uh, look for that. I used to have some. I, I actually went through it all. Um, hello. Here's one from a listener named Christine. <laughs> I'm not laughing at her name. I'm laughing at the subject, which is Chub Rub. it's just like a long email about masturbation it is not though uh steve 
I love listening to your excellent show while I walk the streets for money as a male lady. Male, M-A-I-L, lady. With all this walking comes the chafing you described in your last show. Um, I think that's the one I... Same with the itchy legs. I think that's the same uh, podcast episode where I was in Vegas walking around. Um... Uh, with all this walking comes the chafing you described in your last show. It's a serious problem in my line of work, and I've taken to calling it chub rub. Glide works really well, but it's best to use it as a preventative before walking if you can. Yep, I agree. I have some glide, and you definitely, uh, yeah, that's the thing. You have to put that stuff on uh, preemptively. I bought my husband some underwear called Saks. S-A-X-X, for when he works uh, outdoor events in warm climates. Sacks are regular boxer briefs with a bit of mesh inside to keep your apples from rolling out of the bag. <laughs> he doesn't like talking about his balls. <laughs> and he gets really weirded out when I ask about the performance of these un uh, underwear. What I can tell you is that he's stopped using so much Glide, and I am constantly finding these underwear in the laundry, so I know they must uh, do the trick. Sacks are well-made and pricey, but you might find something similar online from another company. Thanks again. Hearing your stories helps me and others feel less lonely and more connected while we listen. Cheers, Cricket. Um, oh, okay. It says, Christine... The email's from Christine. I guess her nickname is Cricket. Cheers, Cricket. Well, thank you, Cricket. P.S. Thank you sharing your thoughts on meditation uh, and for having Teo on your show. I emailed him, and he put me in touch with a teacher in my area, and I've been practicing Vedic meditation for two months now. I'm sleeping better, and I'm feeling more calm in general. You're right when you say this world would be a better place if everyone practices. That's awesome. Uh, cricket i'm so stoked to hear that in fact i was gonna say something and you just reminded me um i got a, an email from teo my uh meditation teacher and um saying that since he's done this podcast he's ha he's uh spoke with uh i think it was something like 40 listeners 40 people have con about 40 people i think i think that's right something like 40 people have contacted him uh since uh we did this podcast about meditation and uh not all in la in fact mostly people outside of la um but he has been able to put all these people in touch with uh meditation teachers and uh, a lot of these people are still uh, practicing, and I think that's incredible. So uh, I'm glad um, you're doing that, Cricket. It really does make a huge, huge difference. Um, I think people in general who are high-strung would um, benefit greatly from meditation. I think... If, what what am I talking about? I think everyone would benefit from uh, meditation. It's it's amazing, really is amazing. So um, thank you, and uh, again, listeners, uh, if you want to go back and listen to my episode on meditation, 
with my guest Teo Burkhart. Um, it's spelled T-H-E-O, and there's that little, uh, boy, I'm bad with uh, grammar and spelling and everything. And uh, It's the little slash over the I, or over the E in Theo. I thought it was Theo when I first got an email about him, but it's Teo. Teo. <laughs> Teo. Um, here's one. Uh, from Lori. Hey, Steve, I'll be in Beverly Hills for two weeks getting an alternative treatment for Lyme. Again, I do think I read this one about Lyme disease. Yep. Um, I believe it's a follow-up. Hey, Steve, I'll be in Beverly Hills for two weeks getting an alternative treatment for Lyme. The clinic is called Infusio. Kelly Osborne referenced it in her book, and she had great results. Treatment consists of two weeks, six hours a day of IV treatments. Oof, that's a lot of IV coupled with hyperbaric treatments and a system uh, or a stem cell therapy for the stem cell therapy. I don't know the exact science, but I know they suck out a small amount of my own fat reprogram. it to tell the Lyme bacteria to die. Uh, it takes my regular middle-aged chub and train it to be a terminator like soldiers get to the chopper. Anywho, if you like to guess chat about Lyme, I'll be in Beverly Hills. Oh, she's giving dates and stuff. I think this is more of a personal email. But uh, I may be out of town uh, since it's the holidays and work is going to be stopping. But um, I would uh, definitely be interested in hearing about this treatment. So um, keep me updated. And if I am in town, uh, maybe we can make that happen. Thank you, Lori. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. Um, okay here we go what are we doing on time folks 45 minutes okay I'm gonna wrap this up soon uh this is from someone named jada the subject line is never too young hi i'm jada a cna represent a cna representing texas i'm going to college for nursing so that's why i mainly started listening i'm 18 and i've been listening since the very first episode but i was recently listening to the episode titled this amazing pig this is amazing pig ass <laughs> some some of these episode titles you would never know this was a medical podcast medical related podcast uh and i just wanted to say steve made me laugh so hard he said uh it would be sad if someone was listening to this podcast and they were 16 <laughs> I cackled. I was 17 when I first started listening, but thank God I'm 18 and in college now. Anyways, I love the podcast. Y'all never fail to make me laugh out loud, no matter where I am at. I love Steve's laugh, and I love Busy's emotion when she is telling her stories. When you guys tell stories, I imagine the whole thing in vivid color. Anyway, thank you for making this podcast. You guys are both amazing. Have a great day, and keep up the good work. Well, Jada, 
have a great day and great week to you as well. And uh, keep up the good studies in school. Study hard. <sighs> study hard. Study hard, Jada. Um, but thank you for the email. Uh, okay, here's one. Is this a follow? Oh, no. Someone sent an email. It didn't go through. It looks like they sent it again. This is from D. Hey there, Steve and Busy. I'm an avid listener uh, to your podcast. I'm giggling most of the time. You guys are hilarious. It's very hard to hold in laughing while I'm at work. I'm a graphic designer and a cover singer occasionally. Like you, Steve, I have vertigo too. There's really no cure to it, no matter what I try to do. It's an on and off thing for me for the past 20 years. It triggers when it's too hot and humid, when I'm dehydrated or had too much salt intake. Uh, besides this, I have other issues too, like sleep paralysis, scary, carpal tunnel, painful and annoying, and eczema, super itchy. I'd love to hear uh, about these topics on your podcast. All the best. Lots of love. Kit Kat Choco Cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, well, thank you, cat, uh, D or Kit Kat, Choco Cat, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is you go by. Um, as far as the vertigo, I'm very sorry that you have to deal with that too. I, I would not wish it really don't think I would wish it on my worst enemy. It's so horrible. Um, mine is not triggered by at least as far as I know, by heat and humidity. Dehydration, yes. That, I mean, I always have a form of vertigo. Like, I'm always feeling a little bit dizzy. But when I'm dehydrated, it's it takes it up like 10 notches to like the room is looks like it's spinning. Um, I've been really lucky with uh, staying hydrated and not being like put out of uh commission because of the the spins but i you know at, at any given day i'm a little bit off balance uh but yeah dehydration's a bad one um and as far as the salt intake uh i'm wondering if you i'm assuming you did get tested for uh, meniere's disease um i got tested for that a long time ago, they said, my Meniere's disease, try a low-salt diet, um, which didn't really work. Also, Jesus Christ, it's hard to quit salt. Um, but I salt doesn't really do it for me. Um, okay. D or Kit Kat, thank you for the email. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Um this might be okay I have two more to read um, this is from someone named Robin Robin with an I and not a Y it's called Unconscious While Flying Turkish Airlines aka Red Wine and Valium Don't Mix hey Steve true story that get, uh, that's, oh, sorry <laughs> Hey, Steve, the story that Gabe told on this week's episode took me back to a very memorable flight in 2013. I was traveling to Istanbul from Houston for my sister's wedding. 
on Turkish Airlines. I'm never able to sleep on planes, so I have the genius idea to drink a little bit of red wine with my dinner on the plane, and then a few hours later, I took a Valium. I already know this is just where this is going. I already know where this is going. Uh, this would ensure good sleep. I, I reasoned since it was an overnight flight. Sure enough, I fell asleep easily, but then woke up about an hour or two later after the cabin lights dimmed and most everyone was asleep. I was drenched in sweat, so I decided to get the lavatory to splash some water on my face. When I got there, it was occupied, so I stood and waited. Apparently, within moments, I passed out standing up and did a header into the lavatory door <laughs> and then hit the floor. Next thing I know, I am in the plane galley on my back, staring up at the lights, surrounded by people speaking in Turkish. An older Turkish woman was talking, uh, talking. An older Turkish woman was taking my pulse and barking orders at the flight attendants. I have no idea how long I was unconscious. Later on, I found out she was a doctor, and after I passed out, they had made an announcement asking if there was a doctor on board. Fortunately, I was able to communicate enough to tell them where my sister and her fiancé were seated so they could come and help as well. Besides a little bump on the head and some embarrassment, everything was fine, but what a story. And the moral of the story, do not ever mix wine and Valium, even in small amounts, especially on a flight. Love the podcast. I can't begin to tell you guys. first of all thank you robin for that email um <laughs> sorry you passed out on a plane <laughs> um it's not very funny but it is kind of funny because i i know so many people like i know a alarming amount of people who have had Similar stories about taking a pill to fly, you know, and then uh, mixing it with booze and then having disastrous results, puking, passing out, going crazy and just being drunk and so many people. And it's all from mixing pills and booze. Don't do it, folks. Commit to one or the other. <laughs> I just you know, I just took a handful of Valium by the way I used to love love Valium I had a sorry hiccups I had a prescription for it at one point that stuff is uh, amazing but do not listen to me and don't start taking it just because I said it was amazing. Uh, you should really have a reason for taking it. But it was good. Uh, all right. Let's do one last one because it's been almost an hour. This is from, uh, I did the, read this one already. But this is from someone named Jennifer. And the subject line is stroke during sex at 20 years old. I saw I saw that subject line. I had to read it immediately and flag it. Hey, Steve, my name is Jennifer, and as, and as a fellow hypochondriac, I love the podcast, and this is my first time writing in. After listening to today's episode, The Cheese Stroke, and for those of you uh, who haven't heard it, it's my friend Gabe had like a migraine related to 
aged uh, Gouda. <laughs> he had a migraine that mimicked a stroke. Um, I wanted to share my personal stroke story with you because it's so rare, interesting, and scary. I had my son at 19 years old. I was, for the most part, healthy minus the weight gain during pregnancy. After I had my son, my health quickly deteriorated. Within three months of giving birth, I woke up one night with excruciating pain in my abdomen. I went to the emergency room after hours of pain and vomiting due, vomiting due to the pain and was told my gallbladder needed to be removed right away. So the next day, my gallbladder was removed and I was back to my normal life with my newborn son. Or so I thought. About a month after my gallbladder was removed, I was all healed up and back to living my life. My boyfriend at the time and I were feeling frisky one day after our son had gone to bed. So as most couples do, we snuck away to our bedroom and got busy. Sorry if this is TMI, but it's an important part of the story. Please, people, if you write in, there is no such thing. There's no such thing as TMI. You can't share too much graphic medical details for future people writing in future. However, I will say one thing I don't like is uh, if you're telling a story and you're talking, uh, if you're being negative towards people, even we've had, I've, I've read some where it's like, I had a nurse. She was a real piece of shit. Like I, I, <laughs> You can say I didn't like my nurse. You don't have to call call her a piece of shit. Because maybe she really wasn't a piece of shit. Maybe she was having a bad day. We all have bad days. I've had bad days and said stuff and that I regretted. So <clears throat> share all the graphic details of your medical stories, but just don't be mean to people. And uh, I think we'll all be good. Okay, how about that? Anyway, sorry if this is TMI, but it's an important part of the story. After about three minutes in, I lost all feeling on the right side of my body, my face, my arm, everything. I thought maybe my boyfriend being on top of me had pinched a nerve, so I pushed him off. <clears throat> I pushed him off of me as it was a weird feeling. I stood up and started laughing uncontrollably. In my mind, I knew it was weird to be laughing, and I did not want to be laughing but I could not control it. My body was just making me laugh. This scared me. I began to dance around the room in fear, naked, because it felt like I had lost complete control of my body, and for the life of me, I just could not make myself stop laughing. This is, this is me, Steve, talking, by the way, not in the email. Uh, this is insane to me. This is so fucking terrifying to me. This sounds like something out of a horror movie. I tried to tell my boyfriend to help me, but for the life of me, I just could not get the words out. My boyfriend started to look at me like something might be wrong, and I remember him telling me, Babe, this isn't funny. What are you doing? Since I had forgotten how to speak, I decided I would write a note. So I ran out into the living room, butt-ass naked because we had just been, you know, getting down. I grabbed a piece of paper and a pen and tried to write help, but I couldn't remember how to write. <sighs> Jesus, this is uh, terrifying. I knew in my mind what I needed to write, but I couldn't, but I could not get it to translate to my body. I was able to scribble a couple of 
illegible letters. I did not know what to do, so as most 20-year-olds would do, I called my mom. Again, I couldn't get a coherent sentence out. Most of what I said on the phone was, I can't, I don't, and grumbles that sounded like I was trying to speak but could not. My mom told my boyfriend to take me to the emergency room. So in the car we got, uh, so in the car we got and headed straight to the emergency room. Once I was admitted, I was accused of being on drugs. I've heard this about, heard this with other stories where people are fucked up from something and the, and the nurses or doctors were like, oh, you're on drugs. Not cool. Uh, once I was admitted, I was accused of being on drugs. I was young and healthy, so stroke was the last thing on anyone's mind. I was repeatedly asked by several nurses and doctors if I was on any drugs and that I needed to tell them the truth. I was not on drugs. I've never even smoked pot before, God's sakes. They uh, finally brought me in for a CT scan and determined I had a minor stroke. None of the doctors were able to determine why I had a stroke, but I had indeed had a stroke. Later, I found out that a rare blood disease runs on my dad's side of the family called Factor V Leiden. It's L-E-I-D-E-N, which is a blood clotting disorder. My dad's doctor's friend thinks that following giving... Let me start that sentence again. My dad's doctor friend thinks that following giving birth and my gallbladder surgery mixed with having Factor V Leiden caused a small blood clot to detach and pass through a small hole I have in my heart and go directly to my brain. I'm 29 now and am so lucky to have not been affected in any way from my stroke and I'm a huge advocate of knowing your family genetics and history as a way to stay proactive, preventative in your own health. Sorry, as a way to stay proactive slash preventative in your own health. Feel free to share my story on the pod if you find it interesting enough. Uh, yeah. I was saving this story for the end. <laughs> um, first of all, Jennifer, thank you. Second of all, I'm glad you survived a stroke. Um, for any of those people listening who are new listeners, have not heard a lot of the, uh, earlier episodes of this podcast busy and i did an episode with our friend rob benedict he's an actor musician he was on a show called supernatural um he's in a band called loud and swain um he had a stroke when he was like in his early to mid 40s um and uh it's a chilling episode to listen to. Um, the title of that episode, if you want to go back, is called Face, F-A-C-E. And um, it's just it has nothing to do with anything other than strokes. So it's, it's all about strokes. And um, I think a very helpful episode to listen to if you want to go back. And, um, it, and it's early on, I mean, like probably in the first, you know, 10, 10 to 12 episodes of, of this podcast. Oh my God, my sinuses sound horrible. I don't feel sick. I'm not getting sick. I don't want to get sick. I just have a few more days of shooting before Thanksgiving vacation. 
But yes, Jennifer, thank you uh, very much. Um, that is a terrifying story. I've, I find the most interesting part of that is that you were laughing and dancing around. Oh, that is some scary-ass shit. Um, I do weird things when I think something bad is happening. And this is this goes back to the movie. There's a Bill Murray movie called What About Bob? <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Um, I think Frank Oz directed it. Um, but it's uh, Bill Murray and... Um, shit. Now, now I'm uh, spacing on the other actor. Um, but Bill Murray plays a hypochondriac. In fact, it should be required listening to anyone... Who, uh, or it should be required watching, viewing to anyone who's a, a listener of this podcast be, because of hypochondria. Uh, it's was probably in the nine. It was made probably in the nineties, mid to late nineties. Um, uh, it's called "What About Bob?" and uh, <laughs> Bill Murray plays a hypochondriac named Bob. And he go it, Richard Dreyfus. That's the other actor. He goes into Richard Dreyfus's, uh, who plays a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and um, he goes in to see him for the first time because his previous psychologist quit. He just quit the business because he was so fucking over Bill Murray's character. So Bill Murray goes in to see Richard Dreyfus, and Richard Dreyfus is like, "What's wrong?" He just starts giving a list of fucking <laughs> symptoms that is so funny. He's just like, I uh, get hot sweats. I get cold sweats. Tingling in my hands. Tingling in my arms. Tingling in my legs. Non numb lips. Dead lips. <laughs> it's just like a nonstop list of, of shit. That alone is worth watching the movie. The scene in Richard Dreyfuss's office is one of the greatest scenes ever. But then he does a thing where he falls on the floor. And I identify with this so much. It's terrifying. Because this isn't a comedy. It's a movie. It's a comedy. It's a funny scene showing how ridiculous it is. But I completely identify with it. Bill Murray falls on the floor in his office and starts like clutching at his chest and just going and Richard Dreyfus goes Bob what are you doing he's like I'm faking a heart attack (laughs) he's like are you having a heart attack he's like no and he goes if I fake it I can't have it which I think to a sane person who does not suffer from hypochondriac or is not um uh just nuts i think to just a normal person that makes no sense but to me that makes perfect sense if i fake it i'm not having it like if you're pretending to have a heart attack you're not having a heart attack like oddly that makes perfect sense to me Oh my God, please go watch What About Bob. It's so fucking funny. It's it's a great movie. Um, 
anyway, I think that's it, you guys. It's been an hour and three minutes, and that's minus uh, advertisements. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll have a new episode out by for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a Thursday. I think they'll have it uploaded bef- you know, by midnight, like Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So I'm going to record one. Hopefully it will be out on Thanksgiving. Uh, if not, um, I just want to say I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving and uh, get to spend it with your loved ones and um, uh, stay healthy, <laughs> stay happy. Um, get yourself checked out folks. Um, I'm out of my mind tired. I don't even know how to end this. Take everything I say with a grain of salt because, because we're no doctors. Bye. It's a good show.